You are listening to Just Truth with Apostle Dwayne on the Just Truth Network. Just Truth with Apostle Dwayne is a daily broadcast that looks at issues facing the black community. Join us to get a biblical perspective, detox from misinformation, and ground yourself in truth. Black America, I believe that you can have it all. Financial success, community stability, an enjoyable life, and more than enough money in the bank if you know biblical success principles and tactics based on truth. Welcome to Just Truth with Apostle Dwayne on the Just Truth Podcast Network. My name is Apostle Dwayne Hughes. You may not realize this, but God is at war with all lies and every liar. On this show, I share truth from the Word of God that exposes the lies and stereotypes that oppress black Americans and manipulate Christians while revealing wisdom to liberate you into the wonderful purposes he has for you and for your life. It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, what you've done, or even where you're at right now. God wants to partner with you and help you in your situation. So why not open your mind and consider what I have to say in the next 30 minutes? You may hear something that could revolutionize the entire course of your life. You've got nothing to lose. So let's begin. Good morning. Welcome to uh, Just Truth with Apostle Dwayne. Today is day three of us talking about was the Apostle Paul a false apostle. Believe it or not, this is a, a, a bit very big controversy for a lot of people in the religious community, I should say, because they don't, some people who are, uh, especially in the Hebrew community, uh, for people who come into understanding of who we are, our identity. And unfortunately, this is just a very big problem right now uh, that a lot of people don't even know about. And so um, my name is Apostle Dwayne Hughes, uh, and good morning again. Uh, welcome to this show. On the Just Truth, uh, uh, my ministry with Just Truth is to bring you that, Just Truth. It's, a lot of times it's inconvenient for me to even talk about these things, but these are things that are, that are important for you as a believer. And so today I'm going to go into this on this third day of talking about the Apostle Paul. Yesterday I, I laid the groundwork with... Uh, some information just talking about the fact of him being a prophet and whatnot. And I'm going to speak on that just a little bit, but I'm going to go into a lot of things, some some other controversies uh, about, you know, not just Paul, but Christendom in, 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 in general. And there's a lot of information I have to cover, and I only have a short period of time. So please stay around to the end of the broadcast because I'm going to give you a lot of information uh, for you to consider straight from the scripture. Uh, that being said, also, I want to remind you that I've got a new book coming out. It's called God Wants You in Business for the Kingdom. And the scripture says that, that I would that you be the head and not the tail. And there's you can't be the, the head if you're if you're not the, the person who owns the business or whatever. You have to be an entrepreneur to be the head. If you're just an employee, you're not going to be the head. Uh, and so you know, there's a lot of things that he has for us to do and to compete and to make you successful in business and whatnot. And the main thing is he wants to partner with you. If you're a believer and you are in Christ, you're in Mashiach, you know, 
The Most High wants to partner with you to help you succeed and overcome. And this is vitally important in the days that are coming, especially because in, in our community, especially we need to we need more people who are in positions of of, of authority and, and and have the resources actually to make things happen. And you could be that person. And so uh, be on the lookout for that book. It's not finished yet. I've got so many other things I'm working on. I haven't been able to finish it yet, and but I'm, I'm still getting more information and adding to it. It's actually going to be multiple books, um, but, you know, this is just one more thing I got to do. Um, the website is almost back up, uh, the Apostle Dwayne website. It, I, I had it up and it actually went down when I tried to switch to a different provider, but it's almost back up and it's, and it's actually going to be much better than it was before. So everything, every time you, you know, get a setback, you should move a step up, you know, go up, uh, onward and upward is the direction, never back and never down. Okay. And so that being said, let's go ahead and get into the message today about the uh, Apostle Paul again. All right. So now uh, I'm going to start today with the, the, the whole thing about the virgin birth of Christ. So now this is actually a central tenet to being what we call a Christian. There are a lot of people who 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 are in the Hebrew Israelite community who who say that they're not Christians, that they're not, you know, that they are. Uh, and 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 on one hand, I can understand the point, meaning we are the 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 Hebrew people. I mean, the 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 people of the book, you know, the the Christians. Christianity is 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 a is a an extension of 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 being a being a Hebrew. I mean, you know, and so it's founded in the doctrines that are in the Old Testament. And so you can't really have the New Testament without the Old Testament. And that and that's true. I agree with that. I mean, the scripture agrees with that. It doesn't really matter what I say. What matters is what the scripture says. But what we have to understand though is that the covenant that Abraham had you know, people lived for a long time before, you know, the Most High gave Abraham that covenant. And then that covenant was for a specific people and, and throughout our generations. But then there were some other things that weren't included in that covenant that, you know, that he was wanting to get done. And so I'm not going to be able to talk about every single thing under the sun. I'm just going to, you know, I have to limit what I'm going to talk about today to just a few subjects but i'm trying i'm going to try to give you the greater context too okay so let me go ahead and start here this is genesis 1 chapter 26 and so this is in the, in the the beginning of genesis the whole first chapter is about you know god creating the earth and and everything else and right here in 126 uh this is where he gets to the creation of, of man it says and god said let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth. Now, right here, you see, it says, let us make man, right? Man is singular. But then it says, let them. So you already know it's he's going to make one, but from that one is going to come, you know, more because it's, it's a plural there. So it says, let us make man first. That's singular. And then uh, let them, they're going to have dominion. So you already know that there, it's not just going to be one man. Okay. And then right here in verse 28, 
uh, or verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. All right. And then right here. And so, uh, you know, I'm kind of skipping, but what, but, uh, in, but what happened is, it, first he says he's going to make man, and and he says that he's going to make uh, out of man, he's going to make man and woman and give them dominion, and then right here uh, between verse chapter two he finishes uh, really at the end of chapter one he finishes everything. Then in chapter two he goes into a little detail about Adam and Eve, and then in chapter three is where we see the Satan Satan get involved uh, or the serpent and 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 Eve. Uh, was beguiled by the serpent and she she chose to violate the covenant that God had made with them and so or actually she, she chose to violate the, the command that he had given them uh, and so and then Adam you know with her all right and so right here so Genesis 3 15 uh, and so this is you know the God came down and then he pronounced judgment and he says and I will put enmity between thee and the woman he's talking to the serpent I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. Okay. So this is a prophecy. This is when God is saying something is going to happen. And right here, you see right here, it says, I will put enmity. That's a war. I'm going to make you a war between, between you and the woman, between the devil and the woman and between her seed and uh and between him satan and the serpent and her seed and it shall bruise thy head her seed shall bruise satan's head and thou shall bruise his heel now right there you see it says is is, is he there's a man that's going to come from this woman and now the thing that you have to understand about this verse here when it says her seed that you got a lot of people they, they try and add and, and take away from the scripture when it's inconvenient to their theology right there that word for seed is the exact same word for seed that's used for man but we know that woman doesn't have a seed she has an egg there's difference there so this is talking about something that's not normal they didn't understand it maybe at the time but as we move forward in time, we can see that this is not. He didn't say between Adam's seed and the serpent. He told. He said between the woman's seed, and women don't have seed. Okay, so that right there is a prophecy about something miraculous. Now, one thing that you have to understand about scripture, there, there's scripture has to agree with scripture. The the word says that uh, out of two or three witnesses. At the minimum, two or three witnesses, let everything be established. That's why as I go through these, I'm going to show you one scripture and then another and 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 whatnot. And, and everything that you say, if, if someone has to give you a doctrine, it has to uh, align with something else somewhere else in scripture. The problem is that a lot of times people, they'll make they'll come up with some kind of doctrine that they think is true, and then they'll try and find extraneous scriptures to 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 make this thing happen but you have to read it in con that that scripture has to be taken in the context that it was given okay uh so that you understand what it is and and then refer it to someplace else okay now right here in genesis uh so going to 317 and i will put i'm sorry and unto adam so he first he told he spoke to satan and the woman and now he's talking to adam 
And he said unto Adam, he said, because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded you, saying that thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for your sake. Sorrow uh, shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Okay, now this is, uh, you know, the way before then there was no working for food. This introduced the whole thing of economy. Now you got to work to eat. Okay, and that the earth wouldn't just produce everything. You got to you got to plant the seed in the soil. You got to cult, cultivate until it and all that stuff. You got to harvest that introduced the whole you got to work to eat thing. Before that, there wasn't it wasn't the case. It's just like the animals. They don't they don't till they don't. They just go and eat. Okay. And it was the same for us. And right here, this is a funny little verse that you wouldn't think of. Then, you know, it's, it's, it's almost an extraneous verse, but I'm going to show you the significance of this. Thorn, thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee and thou shalt not, uh, and thou shalt eat of the herb of the field. Okay. And so thorns and thistles. All right. I'm, I'm, remind me to talk to you about that a little later or I'll remember. Um, so now we're going to go into the next verse. This is Isaiah 53. So right now uh, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you what we call a biblical prophecy where it's talking about there's someone going to be coming. So first we saw that the reason they came he, or, or, or there was a promise, someone promised to come is because man fell. And, and that is, it was a penalty uh, that that was levied on mankind because of what happened with Adam and Eve in the garden. And so God has to bring someone to fix the situation and to judge Satan. OK. And so uh, and so there's all these different predictions about what this person is going to be like. There's there's hundreds of them. And the odds of someone meeting all of these is, is impossible. It's impossible, especially now, because there's things that had to be in place that are no longer in place. You don't have Israel in the land. You don't have the genealogies. You, there's no way to prove who anyone is. And so there's no way that anybody could come along now, according to the Bible, and qualify as the Messiah. That was finished, and then God erased it so that no one else could, could come through later, okay? And so, but up until then, there, there was all these hundreds of prophecies about what this person was going to be like, that had to be fulfilled by the time the Mashiach came. He had to, he had to, he had to fulfill the unfulfillable. Okay. And the reason God put all these prophecies and all these different requirements in there is because he wanted to be so hard that only one person could do it. Only God in the flesh could do it. Okay. And so uh, let me go ahead. This is Isaiah 53 verse two, for he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, as a root out of dry ground, he hath no form nor comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. Okay, this all of Isaiah 53, the whole chapter of Isaiah 53 is talking about Mashiach and what he, you know, the suffering servant and all this other stuff. And, and when you read that, you can't help but see Jesus. Okay, period. There's no one else in the world that, that it, it, it speaks to. But right here it says, for he shall grow up before him as a tender plant. And as a root out of dry ground, a root coming out of dry ground is miraculous. I mentioned this yesterday, um, but I want to make it again because this, this is significant. This is not talking about a regular tree growing in a fertile ground with, with plenty of water. This is 
a root coming out of dry ground. That's miraculous. Okay. Now let's go to uh, Luke. This is Luke uh, chapter one, verses uh, 23 through 68. So I'm going to hit a lot of these re real quick, or I'm not going to do all of them, but I'm going to hit some of them. And and most of this stuff is in the in the description in the, um, in the the description for this message. Okay. An angel Gabriel uh, announcing to me. Oh, okay. This is Gabriel announcing to Mary that she's going to be bear the, the, the Christ. Okay. And so right here, first uh, 26. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent uh, from God unto the city of Galilee named Nazareth. To a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David of the vir and the virgin's name was Mary. Now you have right here. This says a virgin. A virgin is a woman who has not had intercourse with a man. OK, period. Now, if we if we go back in the scripture, you can see what it says about a virgin, you know, that, you know, upon the marriage bed, you know, that that the, that the virgin had to present uh, evidence that that the hymen was broken. It was blood. That was something in Israel that you you used to prove that someone was a virgin, not just a maid, uh, a young woman. This is a, a woman who had never had sexual intercourse before. OK, um, to a virgin whose name was Mary. All right. Verse 30, and the angel said unto her, fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Now, right here, it says, first of all, in verse 27, it says that she was a virgin who was engaged. So here she's engaged. She's not married yet, but she's in she's promised and she's a virgin. So they, they have not come together. All right. And so. Um, so down here in verse, verse 30, an angel came unto her, uh, said unto her, fear not Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Um, and behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call and shall call his name Jesus. Okay. Now understand that Jesus is a transliteration. Um, then, then Mary, then said Mary unto the angel, how shall this be seeing I know not a man? Now here, if she had, if this was happening after she and, and, and um, Joseph had already come together, she couldn't say that. It says clearly she was a virgin who was engaged. And here she says, how can this happen seeing that I have not known a man? And right here, this is the answer. And she understood right there that what he was saying was miraculous because she's saying, well, how can I have a baby since I haven't had uh, intercourse? All right. And, and then angel answered and said unto her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. OK, this is right here. Therefore, also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the son of God. OK, now. Here is a is a is a very specific answer to the critics who try to say, well, they're trying to say an angel had sex with Mary. No, it doesn't say that. It says the over, the Holy Ghost shall overshadow thee, okay, and um, and 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 the thing what's going to be conceived in her is going to be of the Holy Spirit, okay, and then also she's still going to be 
a virgin, meaning her hymen is not going to be broken. She is not, she is not, there's not going to be any way to say that she has had intercourse. She's going to be pregnant without intercourse. Okay. And this is by the plan of God. It's miraculous. Now you have a lot of people <clears throat> who try to say that, well, this is not the way God does it. It's not well, and 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 that you know it had to be through a man and all this other stuff. But the first of all, you, there's other requirements that 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 they don't want to that they try to to get around. <clears throat> and there's the sin nature thing, which I spoke about yesterday. You can't be the lamb of God for the holy sacrifice if you've got spot or blemish. You had to be blemishless, and we are all born in sin. And so he had Christ had to have not have the sin nature. And so they don't want to they don't want to agree with that. They don't want to believe that the Mashiach was a miraculously born person. Well, when God made Adam, that was miraculous. When God put Adam to sleep, took a rib out and made a whole woman out of a rib. That was miraculous. You got, you know, the whole crossing of the Red Sea was miraculous. The, the, all the miracles performed in Israel or in Egypt was miraculous. The, the whole establishment of the country was miraculous. There's, more, there's miracles everywhere throughout the scripture. And so how can you say that one thing can be miraculous and another not? Especially when God is telling you this is going to be consistent, that it's going to be miraculous. This person is going to be miraculous. OK, and then when you look at his ministry and the testimony about him, there's proof, there's evidence that he was that he did the miraculous. He was not a normal uh, person of the sin nature that we have dumbed down in the thinking that we have. OK, and so and so it says that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the son of God. Right here, verse um, 36, and behold, thou cut thy cousin Elizabeth. She hath also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her who was who was called barren. Now, why would the angel mention this to her? Because he was letting her know that a, that an old woman don't have doesn't have babies. What's going to happen with you is going to be just as much of a miracle as what happened with her. Only thing is, with her, you know, uh, it was her and her husband. But but with you, this is going to be you by yourself. And, and 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 it's just an extra level of miracle because because uh you know uh you know Mary was of age to have a child so that'd be normal for her and Joseph if they had a child that'd be normal okay but for this young woman to have a child uh, that's conceived of the Holy Ghost that's a miracle okay likewise for this old woman who's who's well beyond the years of, of bearing a child to have to have a child that's also a miracle so he's letting her know look i've got another miracle for you to see just so to to help you you know ground your faith here and believe that what's saying what i'm saying is going to happen and then and so we're going to go from here let me go to matthew and so in the order of the books in the bible matthew first and then luke so i took you to luke first because the account in luke gives you the backstory behind what's happening here in matthew and so matthew 118 now the birth of jesus christ was on this wise when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. How many ways can you slice that? But people who don't want to believe, they they try and they try and you know, well, you know, they you know, you know, if you squint real funny and you look over here and you and you know, and they and they create these doctrines that are designed for people who don't believe anyway. If you don't believe this and it's right there, if you don't accept that, you just don't. 
Just just say, I just don't accept the Bible the way it's written. I don't believe it. Say that. But don't try and find other ways to, to make your argument when the, when, the, when the evidence in the scripture is right there. Okay? And so, but they do that. There's a lot of people who do that. Okay? And they say Paul made all this stuff up. Paul didn't write Matthew. Okay? Um, and 120. But while he thought on these things, behold... <clears throat> The angel of the Lord appeared unto him, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife. And what he was thinking on was he found out Mary was pregnant. Uh, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Conceived. Conception. You know, here we got abortion, conception, all this stuff. I mean, we know what conception is. When someone is, when a baby is conceived, that's when a sperm hits the egg. OK, and in this one, it was not a sperm. It was it was the Holy Spirit, you know, uh, and it fertilized that egg without her having to have her hymen broken. OK, that was miraculous. And that which is in her is of the Holy Ghost. So here, right here. It, and, and, and right now you got this whole thing about everybody being simps and, and pimps and all this other stuff. And and this thing between men and women. And this man is is he, here. He's considering, man, I, I'm I'm I'm. Um, my fiance is pregnant. What do I do about this? And I didn't do it. He ain't my baby. How do I do this? And if and if I put her in and and depending on how I handle it, she could be stoned. You know, I you know I, I'm I'm upset. I'm bothered by this. I'm not going to marry her. But I'm but I, at the same time, how do I put her away? without without or 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 know this thing without her getting stoned this is what he's thinking about okay now you know here he had all these hopes and dreams built up with this woman that he is in love with i'm sure because he's he's engaged to be married to her and 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 now all of a sudden everything's changed you see the the plan of god is inconvenient for everybody you're not going to it was inconvenient for Jesus to leave heaven and come into earth. It was inconvenient for 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 every person who who, who uh, served Jesus to to, you know, all the early church. It was inconvenient. It, it's inconvenient for everybody. It's not going to be convenient for you. If you think that that everything's just has to be convenient for you and it was inconvenient for everybody else involved, then you don't understand uh, what it's like to follow the true and living God, because he's going to upset your apple cart because he's got his own apple cart. He wants to happen. All right, I'm I'm probably not going to get through these, but I'm just trying to work on this one thing on the virgin birth. Okay, and then and then right here, and and she shall bring forth the son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. Again, a transliteration. It was Yahushua or Yahusha. We don't even know. Okay, uh, for he shall save his people from their sins. Okay, and then right here. Now all now all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet saying and this is also coming from um well let me read the, what the prophet said behold a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel which being interpreted as God with us all right now let me show you here where that comes from. This is Isaiah 7, 14. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and she shall call, and shall call his name Emmanuel. And they try to say that that was, being, that was fulfilled 
by that prophet when they had when that child had a when the prophet had a, a son. But right here, this is what says uh, right here in verse. Um, uh, what is it? Verse. Verse 22, now this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet. This right here is the one, this is the fulfillment of that, of that verse in Isaiah. Not the, not the verses that, not, not 7, 15 and 16 and all the other stuff in Isaiah. This, Isaiah was talking about something that was going to happen in the future. That's what prophecy is. It's talking about something that's going to happen in the future. Okay. Um, All right, and so they should call his name Emmanuel. All right, so now I was going to talk about grace, and I'm not going to be able to make it because I'm at the end of my time. But, you know, I, I just want to let you understand. There is nothing wrong with the doctrines of Paul. And if you take into consideration, this is something that Paul preached, that he preached that Christ was born of a virgin, that he that he uh, was a spotless lamb and, and all this other stuff. Uh, whoever agrees with that, you just don't agree with your Bible. Throw your Bible away. Just say, I don't accept this. I don't believe it. And just throw it away. Either you accept the scriptures as it's written and you get in line with the scripture or you try and make the, the scripture turn into your little twister match, your little twister game where you got to contort it and all this other stuff. Either you are broken by the scripture or you leave it alone. Because you're going to be broken by the scripture regardless. When you leave that body, you're going to be going in front of the king of kings. And he he's not going to adjust for you. All right. So, um, oh, and just so, so you know, also, so yesterday I, I talked about the fact that Paul prophesied that Israel, if they don't receive this, they're going to be destroyed. And that's what happened. Everything that he said happened. That right there. And, and when you go back and you see what the scripture says about a prophet. That if they say something from God, they say, God told me this, and it doesn't happen that they're not a prophet. It's very simple. He's proven. So everything he said is proven. As a matter of fact, any of his detractors and people who said that he was wrong, they are the ones who are disproven. By what has how's it turned out? That's very simple. Okay, so uh, again, thank you uh, for tuning in to... Um, to just truth with Apostle Dwayne on Apostle Paul. It was Apostle Paul, a false prophet, day two. Tomorrow, I'm going to take up one more day of talking about this. And I guess we'll probably go into grace and some other things. Um, and again, I'm just showing you in the scriptures where it said the exact same thing Paul said. All right, so um, I'm going to go ahead and sign out. And I've got uh, Manifesting the Mind of Christ coming up right next. Thank you again for tuning in to Just Truth with Apostle Dwayne. We hope that these messages are ministering to you and empowering you to make a difference in your life. Please don't forget to subscribe to our RSS feed so that you never miss a new episode and don't forget to tell your family and friends. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.